All right, thank you for clicking on the student rant. Ambition doesn't have to be such a buzzword you motivate yourself to follow. In fact, done right, it almost becomes a habit. And the outcomes of this? Well, like the title, it absolutely scares you. I'll share everything I know about this topic, and I hope you enjoy. Right away, what do I consider and would define ambition as? Okay, so this is what I'll say to most people just generally. Ambition is the desire to uh, push oneself beyond what is expected. It commends the action of voluntarily putting yourself into a, what, constant state of struggle and uncomfort, propelled almost solely by the possibility, just the possibility of an outcome of your current actions. Now, this is what I'll say to most people, but if you want to dive deeper into ambition, how to really hijack it into something that's practically seems to be natural, well, this is the next slide I would add for you. This is a bit confronting compared to what we normally consider ambition as. Ambition really is just the power to understand what instigates the feeling you're after, or more or less, ambition is more or less just the sole state of pursuing actions that trigger the emotions or outcomes that you are after. Now that's a much simpler that's a much simpler way of thinking about ambition, but is it correct? Well in my opinion and the opinion of some authors like Brendan Burchard, yes. So the theoretical backing behind this, right, is that this. We are all social and mainly emotional creatures, right? We are not always driven by logic, and most of the times, especially in our current society, we are not driven by logic. It's more so emotion. So what happens with this emotion? How do we sort of control it? So at the heart of it, everyone has a dominant emotion or some sort of emotion that they want to pursue. It's just an innate thing, right? Some people want to uh, pursue the feeling of joy, others the, feel, others the feeling of being loved, others the feeling of being valued, and then you can have the whole other spectrum, right? Like people who want to have the feeling of being menacing or something. It, it can be anything, right? Everyone innately has some sort of feeling that they want to pursue. And ambition is solely your natural, it practically is almost natural, it's the natural inclination to pursue actions or, or seek outcomes that would make you feel that way. If I feel joy from, I don't know, giving my knowledge to other people, right? Giving what I've learned to other people, then naturally, when I take actions that uh, align with that, then I will get my emotion or feeling of joy. It's almost like I've tran it's almost transactional, right? I do this, I get this feeling. Now, it's quite different to what you hear a lot, right? When it comes to ambition as tied a lot more to motivation and drive. It's not essentially that because you can push yourself no matter, you can push yourself as much as you want, right? To any degree. It just depends on your willpower sometimes. You can push yourself in any direction as much as you want, but, but the successful few are those who are pushing you through the, or who are pushing themselves through the desire for a feeling. And it's just understanding it, right? Having the clarity that that is what ambition is and that is what they're doing. 
you have to affirm the why, why you're doing something. And more or less, it will always be tied back to a feeling, some innate reaction you want to have to anything. Okay, so ambition. Now that we've cleared up that as may or may not be very, you know, it's not really tied to drive or anything. It's more so just tied to the idea of confronting a feeling, right? You're taking or trying to achieve a feeling. Then I'm going to pose you this next statement. Everyone is ambitious, just not always in the things they want to be ambitious in. Like I said, everyone has feelings that they want to pursue, right? Any, any sort of feeling that you want to keep having, any emotion you want to continue to absorb. And to pursue that, you will naturally take actions that align with it, right? It's almost like, and this is sort of, we'll get a bit more into how ambition sort of becomes a habit. But what this means is by pursuing a feeling, you'll, you can be very well considered ambitious. By that logic, most people are ambitious in many, many things. However, the reason that they may not be labeled as ambitious is because, or they may not feel like it's ambitious and they may stop in some senses, is because it does not feel like, or it is not the fact that they are ambitious in what they want to be ambitious with. If I want to be ambitious with my degree or with what I want to pursue as a career, but on the side, but it seems that I'm misaligning and trying to do my best to be ambitious in, I don't know, a video game because it makes me feel happy if I pass another level. That's not what you want to be ambitious in, but that is sort of, that's what your, that's what your mind is sort of doing, right? It's pursuing the emotion at once. So then it comes down to what are you trying, what can you do really? What can you do to reorder this, to restructure and use this knowledge I've just said to find a way and attach a feeling to what you want? Well, how would I do it? The main way I do it is it's, it's firstly, very firstly, first thing, most of all, it's brutal honesty, right? You could say multiple things to yourself that you want to do this, you like this. Oftentimes, you have to keep asking why you want to do it, and then you'll probably figure out an answer. For example, and this is this is a generic one, let's say a lot of people want to do medicine. Well, a lot of people don't want to do medicine because they want to help people or because it's medicine. A lot of people may say they want to do medicine. I ask them, I may ask them why, and they may end up realizing it's money, right? So that's, so then it's much more of a struggle to pursue something like medicine, which is, which what many people would consider is ambitious. It's much more difficult to pursue something along those lines if you're still in the space where you cannot align yourself emotionally or have the feeling towards it. Because if you're just after money, any, you can get money anyway, anyhow. It doesn't have to be through medicine. So the ambition that people may seek, to, uh, people believe they will find if they, let's say, take medicine, for example, then they're not going to find it. And lo and behold, they don't know why. Well, that's it. They don't, the feeling they're after, the, the feeling they're after may come from money, but not the degree or the career that they're choosing. And that's what, when people say, oh, what's your passion, all that stuff, oh, you're very ambitious because you have this passion, all that mumbo jumbo. The reason is because their emotion or their, that dominant feeling they want to pursue, let's say joy, valued, being loved, anything like that, it is tied to what the degree they're doing. For me, if you were to talk to me about space, if you were to talk to me about SpaceX or NASA, well, 
that sort of triggers a bit of a feeling that I want to be there. That probably means that that is to the degree or somewhat the lens through which I should consider my ambition. It's that line, right? So how do you do it? How do you do it? Like, how do you actually clear these five things? Well, you start off, right? You start off by understanding, like we just said before, I'll quickly just sum it up again. You're essentially, essentially increasing the outputs that matter to you, right? So if, if you believe, if once you realize that, okay, the dominant feeling that I want can come from this thing, can come from A, then what you're going to do is you're going to find the best ways to optimize your lifestyle, whatever you do, to maximize A so you can get the feeling you're after. And once you do that, once you're able to optimize this, you are now insanely on that road to what's called natural productivity, right? Or ambition. It's it's basically when you have a much more natural, like non-forced push and drive to keep going and do something. Well, it's because you've utilized your body's neurochemistry to realize, well, there's a feeling that I want, feeling that I primarily desire, and that feeling occurs when I do this. So if I do more of this, I'll get more of that feeling and I create a positive feedback loop and blah, 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 and voila. You have a habit, essentially. That is what I consider the creation of a habit. It's when you end up creating a positive feedback loop that emotionally keeps you attached. So uh, going back to what a habit was, right? Cue, craving, response, reward. Now, we're at the end, essentially. Like what we are looking at when it comes to ambition is the reward. Now, the reward doesn't always have to be physical, right? In a habit, it more or less ends up being emotional. What does that mean? So that means that a habit of any sorts, of any sorts, is dominantly propelled by emotion. Now let's look back to our idea of ambition. Ambition, we have just stated, is itself the idea or the pursuit of actions that help align you better or bring you closer to constantly feeling that a certain emotion that you or feeling that you dominantly desire. So now if we mix these two understandings that we have, well, then what we can say is if we accurately place a cue, we have that natural craving, we have an easy frictionless response, and we get our reward, which we've assumed we already know, which is that feeling, well, then we actually create a habit. And that's why those who are ambitious, it becomes a habit. Because it is not something that is so unnatural and so tedious. Because being ambitious, like, if, if it goes against like your body's neurochemistry, right? For example, if it, if it goes against the feeling, right? If you constantly feel worse by being ambitious, quote unquote, well, then it's going to get harder and harder and harder and you're not going to get anywhere, right? You're going to try and eventually scale, but you're just destroying yourself in the process. So that is what I would do. So when I think a little more about this idea of figuring out uh, your feeling, it dominantly, dominantly, kind of ties with ambition through the lens of identity, right? Who you want to become. Now, more or less, more or less, that is the why, right? Ambition is sort of the what people can describe your inclination to become something. That essentially is what ambition can be redefined as if we just 
you know, twist the words a little bit. So in between the emotion or the feeling that you like or desire and your ambition, right, that linkage which is, is sort of the observance, what's at the middle of it is an identity change. The desire to follow and formulate oneself to an identity that they desire or seek. How do you do this? Well, as we talked about quite a bit earlier, in terms of uh, habits, everything comes down to identity. How do you do it? Well, here's what I would say. The four things you should think about when you think of your identity, right, which is, again, to reaffirm, the link between our ambition and our emotion, the sort of middle ground, is you have to... This is, again, something from... What's the author? I would say, yeah, this one was from Brendan Burchard. Uh, the four things are yourself, your social, your skills, your service. These are four categories that if you accurately are able to define what you would want to be or want to be perceived as in all these four outcomes, I'll say them again, self, social, skills, service. Self, what is the self you want to go? So what do you want to feel of yourself? How do you want to present yourself to yourself, right? How do you want you to view yourself? Second is social. Social is how do you want to be perceived by others? Skills, what do you want to be known as being able to do? And finally, service. What are you able or what are you wanting to be able to give back to others? Very easy, right? You, if you're, once you're able to accurately define both of these things, you can very easily compile all those four into saying you have now an identity that you are striving for. So then our emotion is set, our feeling that we desire, our identity that we want to pursue is set. And there we go. Now we've had the middle ground and voila, we are here to our final stage, ambition. That is what you will perceive as ambition. The Because it becomes a natural change, a natural evolution. Now, I will not say this. I will definitely not say that ambition and I guess pursuing it, pursuing it, I will never say that it is not, that it, like if when it becomes natural, when it becomes easier, it becomes easy. Never becomes easy, it becomes easier. No matter what, growth of any kind is difficult. It's not the easiest thing in the world. And that's why there is always some degree of discipline that is needed. Now, the caution I will put to this very quickly is ambition incurs discipline. Ambition cannot formulate itself without discipline, which is essentially consistent action, which is how things compound and eventually evolve through time. However, however, I will say this 100%. Because someone has discipline, it does not mean they have ambition. Discipline can be trained and can be created and can be strengthened. Ambition only comes from what people usually call resolve, but what I say is just, you know, pursuing the feeling. One, I, this is just the red, this is just the flag out, something I would like to very just quickly flag out. But back to where we are. Now, when it comes to what you want to pursue in terms of this ambition and in terms of all these ideas, you should always think more or less, more or less of where, it wants to, where you want to take yourself, right? And that is your identity. Now, you slowly build goals and goals and goals and Yes, it is never easy, and that's why you need that discipline. So let me just give you an example of what kind of makes it natural, right? So for me, the one idea that kept springing in my mind back in year 9, year 10, before I did a lot of the stuff that I um, did through, through, uh, throughout high school was, gosh, 
who uh, who did why did I have to figure it out right why did I have to figure this out for myself why couldn't I just search it up that was sort of the predominant uh, feeling so to speak or emotion that kind of aligned with me that, that ended up eventually motivating me to do a lot of things now that is just an example and in situations you have to just learn to get uncomfortable when it comes to what you do now the final thing I'll probably leave us with um, what will it be? What will be the final thing I'll leave it with? The final thing I'll probably leave you with is the the short truck, the short truck, short, the shortcut. There we go. The shortcut to invariably creating ambition. Right. This is this is the shortcut that I've sort of seen, and it's worked for me. So as I will say, ambition gets easier and easier to follow, but harder and harder to achieve as you go forward. However, the being easy and easy to follow is not too natural. It always starts with the first step. So this is just put simply, I mean, it's clearly cliche, but once you do something once, once your body has experienced what it, what it feels like to be quote unquote ambitious and actually having an outcome stringed to it, then it becomes an incessant habit, right? Because in in our action for pursuing something that is considered ambitious, we naturally will, if we understand about the feelings, we are naturally having an emotional backing to it, which as we said, humans are emotional creatures. What does that mean? That means that our emotions will be allowing us to continue this action of ambition. So once you are able, once you are able to create that ambition and experience, experience a success just once, just once and see what it is like just once. I assure you it becomes 10, if not a hundred times easier next time, because then that becomes your new default, right? We as humans, again, this is a, again, more more of a generalization. We as humans, it is very evident to us when we decline, right? So more or less, we do our best to stay at the level that we are. So if someone gets pushed up to a higher rock in a pedestal or whatever, right? A higher rock in society, it, they're, they themselves subconsciously will naturally try to stay at that level instead of dropping down. The reason this is important is because that is how you can use this one-time, I guess, success to practically fuel the entirety of this habit. Once your body is able to understand that, okay, this sort of difficult action invariably leads to this sort of emotional benefit towards me, that means I can keep doing something similar again and I can assure myself that it will result in an emotion. Okay, well, that's pretty good, isn't it? Because now you're creating a self-sustaining cycle of ambition. And I'll end it off with one more thing which really is the title. Be so ambitious, it scares you. Growth is not easy. And the main thing is that we grossly underestimate what we can do in a, in a longer period of time, right? Consistent application of anything, consistent application of discipline to pursue something that is considered ambitious is usually less or less... Um, less desirable? No, less successful than it could actually have been. Let's just say, for example, someone could have aimed for a million dollars in, let's say, one year, 
In reality, they would have probably gotten the let's say let's say they get one million dollars. In reality, they could have probably made three or four million, but but they bound themselves to what was achievable, which was one million. Now, when you take the route of what I'm saying, where be so ambitious it scares you, there is a very big caveat to this, and that is, you are much less likely to achieve it, and you will, a lot less times, achieve it. But let's go with this example. Instead of someone, instead of someone saying, "Okay, I'll make one million in one year," they make, they say, "I will make five million," but then they'll only end up making two point or just two million. They'll only end up making two million. Did they hit that goal? No. But did they get much higher? Did they double the amount of money they thought they were that they could have gotten, or that they would have gotten if they only said, "I will get one million"? Yeah, they did it. And that is why you have to have the irrational thinking, and that is why I would say you have to be so ambitious it scares you. All right, everyone, that was the end of the episode. I thoroughly hope you guys enjoyed and understood that ambition is definitely something that should not be considered as a buzzword just to be taken so lightly and can only be applied when you're motivated. Ambition can truly be transformed into a habit, and a habit that you can utilize consistently to keep growing and stay ahead of the pack. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you guys in the next one.